The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 37 of the MX Vice Show. There's been some big news this week, and I can't wait to get back racing. If you've maybe been in another, another time zone or something, you probably missed the news, but MXGP is returning, and the calendar is looking good. I'm James Burford of MX Vice, and with me is MX Vice editor Lewis Phillips and Rob from Jukebox Beats. Today's show is brought to you by Seven, Talon, Planet Moto, Kawasaki UK, Yoko, Props, Liat, Hinson, KYB, and even Strokes. So a uh, couple of congratulations uh, for a couple of people. Last week, you went away with uh, the One Gripper seat cover and also the MX Vice t-shirt for uh, um, best question. We're going to be running that again this week. So um, keep a listen out. And we'll also announce uh, the winners on social media as well. So just in case you don't get to listen to the uh, podcast show this week, then hopefully you will see and we'll contact you on social media. One thing I should mention is that Kawasaki will be launching his 2021 range, as well as their deal on 2020 models with 0% APR over two years with a minimum of 40% deposit. As you probably know, I am factory Kawasaki Team Green. I did manage to ride the Beast the weekend. And literally, that bike is so good. If you can get your hands on a 2020 KX250F, Trust me, it's, it is an absolutely fantastic bike to ride. I, I literally spent about six hours with a huge smile on my face on Sunday. It's a great bike. The new 2021 range from Kawasaki will be up on MX Vice by the time you listen to this. So make sure you find out all the information on the new models and what's going on in the te- technical changes. But for the moment, the 2020 models have all got 0% APR over two years with a minimum 40% deposit. So... Uh, if you want to find out how it, you know, what the what the bike's like or anything, then always send me a message. I'm obviously not the fastest rider in the world, even though I've got a factory Kawasaki, but I can give you a little bit of an insight into, um, you know, what the bike's like and, and how it rides and stuff. So, Lewis. So, James. You've got to be happy. Um, yeah, we've got real stuff, real things, like real life is happening. But the calendar is looking good. I honestly. And like I would not, I would not just say this. You know, I'm not afraid to be a negative person. Really, I cannot think of a better calendar. Like I think that is the best the calendar can possibly be. All all good countries, all good tracks. I just I look at, I looked at it and I was like, I, I, there's not one part of that that I'm unhappy about. I think they've really pulled it out of the bag. I mean, I, I like what they've done with Latvia to get things sort of back in motion and get a championship back up and running, points on the table, and to get back racing, the three GPs at Kegums basically spread over a week. I mean, there's going to be three races in seven days. It's going to be huge for the riders and be interesting to find out whether they like it or, or dislike it. I think most of them would just be pleased to be back racing. But that we kind of, 
we talked about it, didn't we, um, over the past couple of months about how um, they could possibly do this, like on one day, or or will, will they do back to back weekends? But they've actually slotted in a Wednesday, which is quite interesting. It, have you have you heard anything regarding the spectators? Is there a limit? No, Latvia will have a limit of one thousand per round, and I think I think I've heard. Ish, I don't know how true this is because I haven't seen it on somewhere official, but someone did tell me that that's already been up to 3,000 per round. Really? Okay. So that's interesting. And that's all that um, in front of announced at the moment because obviously September is actually still quite far away, especially Bayern's, yeah. well, actually, I guess Turkey's before that, but worth noting that of all the events on the calendar, Turkey is the most wishy washy. Like there's a chance that Turkey goes away. But the rest okay. of them are locked in. If you look at Fienza on the 16th of September, that's still two full months away. So the hope they haven't announced anything for those events because the hope is they will just restrictions will be lifted and they can do more than they would be able to at the moment. But I did get told before the calendar came out, speaking to people, I'd heard the rumor, I'd heard that Fienza would be on the calendar, and I got told that it would be with no fans. So I don't know. But they have de- that officially. That has not been said, and I'm guessing it would depend on what goes on in the coming weeks. Sure. So it depends on um, whether some countries are forced into um, another lockdown. If there's a second wave, blah blah blah. They're kind of keeping their options options open. Before we discuss the calendar, I would just like to uh, thank Talon Engineering for sponsoring um, the podcast. The first half of the MX5 show is brought to you by Talon Engineering, the industry leaders in aftermarket wheels and sprockets. Teams like Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna Factory Racing in the USA, Rocky Mountain ATV, MC KTM, Build Base Honda, and more. But trust in the same wheels that you can get your hands on. Get more Talon information at talon-eng.com. As you know, big fans of Talon uh, on, the, you know, on the show and, and on the website of MX5. Great company, great products. Literally, the wheels are built 45 minutes from here. So we get to spend a bit of time down there. And I, I know the, the staff well. I know the products well. It's, it's a great company. So if you do get a chance to, to purchase a set of wheels, then um, we're here because of, of people like Talon. Uh, fantastic product. Great, great, great value for money, especially the Evo wheels. So, Lewis. One thing you did say about it was Turkey maybe not not be on that. How are you feeling about that? Because you do like the hotel there, the McDonald's, and also the swimming pool. Um, oh, sorry, and the shopping mall. It wouldn't be the McDonald's, would it? There's a McDonald's in every country. No, I don't. Well, I've heard that the specific region that we go to in Turkey, Afyon, Karapaisa, has like, of all of Turkey, that has like ridiculously strict, what's the word, restrictions? Like okay. I've heard that people from Germany can't go to Turkey at the moment or something along those lines. So Turkey is definitely up in the air. But then you've also got to think that's got heavy government backing. So that's a plus. And also, they don't get that many fans there. I don't, I don't, I don't know what... Well, actually, I don't know because every year they run it with this um, festival with a big Turkish singer. I'm not sure if he's a big okay. deal or not. And okay. that gets a lot of people there but if you took that element out i'm sure that the crowd numbers would be fine for like a thousand people if that's the limit but i don't even know if they're at that point yet so okay what was the music like i didn't stay for that really yeah but 
I have been told categorically that everything else on the calendar is locked in. Like, there's no chance of Spain move. Like, obviously, this is this is as things stand now. Obviously, if Spain suddenly become the worst coronavirus place in the, in the world, then that will change. But at the moment, all of those rounds are locked in and good to go. And let's let's go racing. Woo. Cool. And it's not just going to be uh, MXGP, MX2. We're we're going to see the return of EMX250, EMX Open, EMX125. WMX um, and the EMX 2T. Yes. What's crazy is some of those EMX classes haven't even started their series. No. It's, it's going to be like a brand new season for them, let alone starting off this year. It's just, what, what are your thoughts going back riding, because, well, racing? Because it does feel like Matali and, and Valkensvard was just, it feels like it was last year. It feels like this is the actual start of a new season. Well, it kind of is because we only had two races. So it's not like we're deep in the championship, which actually is a good thing, I think, because I think that means there'll be even more interest come the 9th of August. Had we been, say we had seven rounds left, so we we're well over halfway, and, the champ- and it was like last year where both championships were pretty much done. We would literally be going back racing as a formality just to, just to literally get everything across the line. Whereas we're going racing this time because we genuinely don't know what's going to happen in 2020. Everyone, like, everyone still believes they can be world champion. Uh, Olsen, Watson, riders like that who were injured at the first two rounds are still in with a shot. Like, everyone's still, there's no one out there who doesn't believe that this is their year because no one's had a chance to have their morale crushed yet. There was a, a couple of questions I had which I wanted to ask you your thoughts on. Uh, one was, do we see the return of Paul Jonas from his injuries in Latvia or is that too soon now? Uh, I meant to text him before this, actually. I, I think Latvia might be a bit close, but I'd imagine he can make September. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure about the, uh, the severity of, of the injuries and that, how quickly he was What was it? Again, it was ribs and spinous things? Yeah, it was basically the bones in your back, wasn't it? Was it the lower back? No, it's something like on the, back, on the tip of your vertebrae, you have an extra bone or something. It was something okay. like that. I think it was anyway. I googled it at the time, but I can't remember exactly. I'm no doctor. I'm no doctor. And, and my other question would be, um, obviously, before we hit the break, there was a lot of things going on at Geben Racing. Obviously, they switched over to Yamaha from uh, the Kawasaki, and things just weren't panning out for the team. Whether it was, um, you know, obviously they went up in a cloud from- of smoke. Let's not. Let's not paint. Let's not. Um, around the bush they literally went up in a cloud of smoke <laughs> I was just trying to be diplomatic but yeah it was it was, it was rough Vulcanswald was freezing cold except for the Geben bike that was on fire <laughs> so I mean is, to be fair it, it, this break couldn't come at a better time for that team because there was obviously some issues behind the scenes in, in I don't know whether it was just bike or, or, or whatever, but you've got to feel that that break has come at the right time. In, in, do, do you expect them to come out swinging again, like Vlanderen, Covington, and, and Lupino? Well, swinging might be a bit strong, because like, what does swinging mean, like podium? But I've spoken to two-thirds of the Gevin team, and yeah. um, I think both have been quite positive in saying that this break was maybe the best thing that could have happened. And wow. 
I expect uh, you know, I expect them to be way more in the mix than they were at the start of the year. Jesus. But that's another thing. Vlandering was coming in behind the eight ball after a knee injury, was it? So, like, there's so many riders who they weren't great or they didn't meet expectations at the first two rounds. And at the time, we knew exactly why. But as time's gone on, everyone's forgotten the reason and just looks at the results and go, yeah, that's it. But now that everyone's healthy and got bikes working and stuff, there will be a lot of surprises come Latvia because we haven't since. I'd say we haven't we haven't seen like forty percent of the field at one hundred percent yet. Because really, no. there were quite a lot of riders coming in for the start in March, way behind the eight. Uh, Kevin Strybos put an update in in the week saying that he's still suffering with a slipped disc in his back. So that yeah, could Kevin Strybos has been injured for a very long time now. I wonder if he's ever going to be get healthy. Bless him. <laughs> I feel like these like the issues like his elbow that went on forever like. It feels like he just. It feels like whatever it is he injures just doesn't go away quickly. He's healthy in some departments because he's got another baby on the way. So um, maybe that's how he slipped his disc on the, on the way. I thought the the second baby was delivered. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I believe it, it was. Deeper. No, I believe it was. I believe it's done. I believe that's done. It's done. Done deal. And if I'm okay. right, if I'm right, congratulations to Kevin. And congratulations, Kevin. Can we just um? Can we just take a second to acknowledge that? When Kevin started his own team, I immediately texted him saying that we need to call it Two Two Motorsports, and he wouldn't allow it. But would that have not been the most brilliant move ever? <laughs> why? Why was he? Why was he against it? Did he say? Well, I'm guessing because it's kind of taken, but like the most baller move from Strybos just to be like, you know what, Chad, move aside, I'm taking that fucking name, move aside, Strybos is going through. Yeah, it'd be quite close. <laughs> yeah, be but quite he, cool. he shut that. He shut that one down, did he? Yeah, I tried twice as well. Um, okay, um, let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about the nations because that slipped in there on the, on the twenty seventh of September, and when you interviewed Steve last week, literally heard about the nations. Was it on the Wednesday? And it was announced on the Friday. The calendar came out Friday morning. I got the calendar through unofficial channels on Thursday night. Um, yeah. And on there, it had Matterly Basin Nations. So I was like, I genuinely just thought, well, this can't be right. Like, there's no chance this is the correct calendar. But I messaged Steve anyway and said, what's this idea about you running the Nations? Like, we were crying with laughter face because I was like, ah, what a joke. And it turned out to be true. But <laughs> I was confused because, like, everything on this... Like, I'd heard about Fienza coming back. I'd heard about Mantiva coming back. I knew about 3GPs and Lommel. So everything that was on the calendar had kind of got out through rumour. But I yeah. hadn't heard a thing about the nations changing places. So I was like, Jesus, they've done a really good job of keeping this secret. So I, I interviewed Steve at 11pm Thursday night. And the very first question I said was like, right, so... um. Has this been in the works for long? Have like because I my first thought was all along I'm guessing that in front said to Steve, "You're our backup plan for the nation. Be ready if, if Erne can't do it. You're you're going to be our backup plan." But no, it turns out we got a call on Wednesday last week asking if he'd be up for it, and it's Steve Dixon. So obviously he said yes, and here we are. Where would sport be in this country, or or you know around the world? And Batley Basin is is one of the best tracks out there. In, in my opinion, but Steve literally just 
that can-do attitude just to make this happen. I mean, most people would just like look at that and think, right, we're in COVID, we've just gone through Brexit, and now we're going to run the nations. We still don't know what we can and can't do, but do you know what? We're going to give it a go. I mean, the guys should be freaking knighted, I think. I mean, the fact that he's taking this on is, is just unreal. I, I just hope that there's, you know, the restrictions are, are lifted enough that all the fans can get behind uh, the nations and support Steve. Because it's, you know, it, I, I wouldn't even know where to, to even start with this, as well as trying to run a race team and, and everything else. Well, he says he's already got approval from the local council and the local police, which is obviously a big hurdle. That's a that's a positive step, yeah. But yeah, who knows? Like, all I'm getting bombarded with questions like, "Are fans going to be allowed at the nation?" We might not even know a month in advance. If it, if it is possible, obviously it will be allowed. But if the government say no, then it's out of everyone's hands. But Steve did say like they have the means at Matley to they could peg off. They could put like squares in the spectator area and then like people get assigned a square and then they're in that bubble and like they can open it up more because they can put spectators down in the loops and that'll give them even more space. Like if there's one track that could kind of make this whole social distancing thing work, it's Matterly because Erne is impossible. Like that's, that is such a tight and crammed place. Yeah. Whereas Matterly just is maybe too big. Hence it's why they... Huge. Like Steve said, the struggle is trying to make it look big, busy every year because everyone's so spread out that it looks like there's two yeah. people in attendance. Well, when, when you see 15,000 people there, it, it's, it looks like 500 people at a British Championship. That, that's how crazy it looks because 15,000 people at Matley does not look like a lot of people. You need a good 40, 50,000 um, to make it sort of fill up a little bit. And, and still sometimes, like on the hills, you, you still see gaps, which is crazy. I, I just take my hat off to the guy because it's phenomenal what he's doing. And, um, you know, everybody in the UK is lucky to get another shot at this. I mean, we've been spoiled over the years by having a... This, was it the third, this is the third time now since 06? Nations? Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, very, very lucky. Can't forget we've got the Nations, but we've also got the MXGP of Winchester. MXGP of Winchester. And that, what, what date's that going to be? The same as the Nations. I hope that wasn't a genuine question. Uh, so they're still going through the whole oh, That wasn't thing. a genuine question, brilliant. No, no, I, I, I know there was talk of it. I just didn't realise that they were actually seriously going to go through with this. Yeah, but it's official now. Uh, the Nations will count for MXGP and MX2 points. So... The oh, format, the format hasn't been decided yet, but my, as I've said in this podcast before, the only way that I can see it working is if it's a normal GP weekend, and yeah. you get and you have two riders per team, one MX GP, one MX two, they race separately, GP points are tallied up as normal, and then at the end we just work out the country classification. That's the only way it can work. Um, and if they, when they eventually release the regulations, and if there's another way that works, I'll be like, fair play, because I didn't consider that. But in my tiny little head, I cannot figure out another way to make it work. So I'm interested to see what the idea is. But that, it obviously isn't as simple as that, because if it was simple, as simple as that, it would have been announced. But the official word is they're still working out a plan to make it work. So who knows what's going on? But I've got to be honest, a little, a little bit of me died. 
when you said that it's actually been announced. That yeah, that but it, I, I don't. I don't know. I think it might be better because there's not going to be Americans or anything. So at least it pro- like without at least we're losing Americans. But so this is a perfect time to properly spice things up, I guess. If it if it was a normal nations with America and everything, it would be like, oh, why would we want to ruin that? But it's deflated a little bit because we've lost America and stuff. So why not just try and make it a bit more exciting by completely jazzing the whole thing up? So you you still think they're going to have the three classes, two riders in each class? But that, then... that's literally not what I just. That's literally not what I just said at all. Okay, go back to what, what you believe is going to happen. I've got to try and get this in my head. I don't think people want me to just repeat what I've rambled on about for five minutes. I feel like you should have probably listened to the podcast. Probably should have. Yeah. I, um, I just don't know how this is going to work. The normal nations format can't work. I, believe, I strongly believe that because it just can't. There's way too many problems. Gate pick, qualifying, all that stuff. Like, it just doesn't work. We need, we need clarity. We, we need clarity. I need to get excited about this. I, I love the nation. Every year, I love the nations. I, I need yeah, but to it was gonna, it was always going to be screwed this year, which is why, uh, like, I'm not trying to defend the decision, but in my mind, I've kind of made peace with it because I'm like, well, instead of looking back on 2020 as, oh, remember the year that the nations really sucked because of coronavirus, maybe it'll be looked back on as remember the year that the nations was really nutty because of coronavirus. I think I may need to get drunk. I think that's probably what's missing. I, I'm all right with it. I, I'm happy with it because, we're, like I say, if the Americans were there, I wouldn't be happy with it because I'd be like, I want Hurlins to have no worries about MXGP points, much like the Americans. But they do, so. How's it going to work, though, with, like, you know, people, like, getting in the way with the, with the points by other people in other countries racing and all the rest of it? Well, who, who from another country is going to get in the way? I don't know. No, I'm just please. saying. Well, I'm just saying. Mitch Evans, he'll be racing. Like, there's the only people who could get in the way would be the Americans, and they won't be there. So that's what I'm saying. It's fine. Okay. And also, the the alternative is a nations that no one wants to be at because Hurlins, Geyser, Caroli, Bial, Gertz, all these people are going to be majorly concerned about getting injured and losing MXGP points. So everyone's just going to it'll basically be a it would basically be a parade where everyone's just riding around on the pegs. And looking forward to going home. Whereas this makes it so people will be absolutely racing their arts out. Because yeah, because it's not it's not just for their country, but it's also for their for the, for the world championship. Yeah. The point, my point here is, and I don't think anyone can argue with this. It would be screwed either way. This at least this is okay. No matter what happens, we can't have the normal amazing nation this year. Fact. This is the next best thing, though, because the, the alternative is, like I say, a nation no one wants to be at, and that would suck. At what point can I put money down on Paul Ann sweeping uh, the nations? Paul Ann, who actually, if you look at the recent history, hasn't done much of the nations lately. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to win it. Okay. I'm just going to stamp you that. Wa- okay, no, okay, you keep talking for a minute. Okay. Oh, you're going to bring up now Paul Ann's uh, results, aren't you, for the last... He's talking for a minute. Yeah, that's fine. Well, he is, he is the captain, El Capitan. That's he's not the Spanish. captain. We don't know what a French team yet. Yeah, but he usually is. He's the most senior, senior member. He's the glue that glues Les Blues. I don't know if they're Les Blues. Who knows? 
I might just drag out me getting the results even longer because <laughs> I, this think, is I, I, no, I think we I think we need to move on quite quickly. So James. Okay. Paul Come Land, on, Everlast, one, two, uh, four. To nine, be honest, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna can I just say something? If you were actually Stato, you would actually know these results off the top of your head. I'm actually a little bit I'm actually a little bit disappointed you don't know. Well, no, I know, the, I know the gist of it, which is why I'm about to prove that everyone... So, because Paul Nam was really good at the Nations in 2014, and really, that was it, everyone thinks he's just amazing at the Nations every year and comes alive. Uh, last four Nations results, 5 DNF, 2 3, 3, 6, 3 11. Is that any different to his GP results? It's not bad. Yeah, it's not, I'm not saying it's terrible, but that is completely consistent with what he does in MXGP. Completely consistent. What, seconds and thirds? He gets podiums. Oh, now you're disrespectful. He gets loads of podiums in MXGP. Well, loads might be a bit much. He gets podiums in MXGP. Nah. Whatever. Right. Hmm. So, I uh, would like to thank Talon Engineering, Liap, Planet Moto, Holidays, Yoko Europe, Proxx Racing Parts, Technical Touch, Hinson, KYB, Kawasaki UK, Seven, and even strokes. I think it's a great time for a little uh, break. We'll be back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show. Huge thanks to our sponsors. We're brought to you by Talon Engineering, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Yoko Europe, Proxx Racing Parts, Technical Touch, Hinson, KYB, Kawasaki UK, Seven, and Even Strokes. It's great to be back. We're trying to get this as, as weekly as possible. It's nice that we've got some information now flowing. Also, we should mention, last week it was announced that the Pro Motocross series was going to be delayed. Uh, again, because of 
COVID. Obviously, the rising cases in, in America. Uh, they're looking to to l- still run this year, aren't they, Lewis? But they're just looking at dates of when is going to be safe for people to to return. Yeah, August the fifteenth is the new hopeful start date. Okay, and, and when are they going to finish the series? When do they expect to finish the series? October is the plan. Okay. Okay. So, but again, that could change depending on you know what's going on. This they've got it pretty tough over there at the moment. So um... I'm starting to shit myself a little bit as well because I've kind of this month especially I've kind of realised we're not that far out from 2021. And I no, feel like we're no, it's dangerously close to 2021 being effective. It's it's definitely creeping up with us. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Technical Touch. Did you know that as well as being the exclusive importer for KYB motorcycle and genuine parts, Technical Touch are also the European importer for hints and clutch components. Technical Touch are also presenting the second half of the MXY show. So show them support at technical-touch.com. Visit Technical Touch and feel like an MXGP rider. It's really interesting, actually, because you can't go anywhere in MXGP without seeing Technical Touch somewhere. They have obviously the huge truck which goes around with the suspension setup, but so many of the teams and um, even the privateers will use technical touch. They, they really have got their finger on the pulse when it comes to suspension. And interestingly, I was, I was out at Moto 101 on Sunday riding and um, a rider there, Callum Green, he, he uses technical touch as well, a UK-based rider, but uses technical touch for his suspension. So, it's, it, you know, the, the, they are here, there, and everywhere. Great company, um, obviously experts in their field. So um, give them a shout. So, Lewis, we're going to go back to the calendar. Yep, sure. And um, one thing which, obviously, we've got, we've got three Italian rounds um, surrounding kind of the nations. Yeah, well, actually, I'll, I'll say this. You know, I said the calendar was perfect, and I was like, so if there's one thing that I, I wish had happened is Fienda starts on the 16th of September, which is a Wednesday, and then we have the Sunday, which is the 20th of September. I wish Mantova was directly after that second Fienda rather than coming back to England and then going back to Italy. I, I think possibly you share probably the same, the same sentiment on that as the rest of the MXGP owners because it would have made way more sense of getting a stay in Italy in, in completing that for you know logistical reasons and, and costs, and then go into to do the nations. So, I think a lot of the, a lot of the teams are going to be like, what what was the sense in in literally having two rounds in Italy, then having to travel with the you know the Channel Tunnel ferry or whatever, the cost, um, and then go back to Italy. So, that's a that's a definitely a scratch your head moment. But it's nice to see. Like uh, Mantova on there, and I've I've not been to Faenza. Have you, have you been to Faenza at all? No, before my time. I think the last time that we raced there would have been, I want to say '09 in the mudder. But I, for some reason, I feel like they raced there in 2012. For some reason, but maybe not. No, I can't um, recall 2012. No, they did 2012. Yeah, it was a penultimate round. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, penultimate round in 2012. Okay. So I think that was the last time. Okay. So what uh, is, you said it's quite quite hilly with um, hard pack. Yeah, it's just oh, it's just another old school Italian track, quite fast. Like the out of the start where you run up the first hill is very fast, from what I've seen. Uh, one thing that everyone does keep telling me is that 
getting the team trucks in there is like ridiculously hard. Okay. Apparently, the entrance to the track is like so tight that it was hard getting trucks in in the track back then. So everyone's like, "Fuck knows how we're going to do it this year because the trucks are bigger and everything." Obviously, so that's interesting to watch. Yeah. Also, should mention that we have got some new segments coming up um, in today's show. Uh, one which we think uh, you're gonna gonna love. Lewis is very very excited about this one. And on that note, I would like to mention Planet Moto bombshell of the week, which is going towards the calendar. And what is the bombshell of the week, Lewis? If you look at the calendar, the yes. MXGP of Portugal is currently TBA. And as mentioned previously, on TBC. all editions of the... No, well, on the one I've got is TBA, but I think on the other one is TBC. So I guess it's the same thing. Okay. As I've mentioned before, on each previous edition of the calendar... If an event is TBA, then it is it falls off of the next edition of the calendar. So I kind of expected Portugal and Russia to not happen. But then reading issue 83 of the MXGP mag, great magazine, uh, they've got like a word from David Longo, like a word from the editor type thing. And in his column, he says, I'm thinking about Majora, France, Lockett, Agueda, Tushintol, Indonesia, China, Finland, Sweden. All of those organizers but were not able to run a gp this year and have already given their guarantee that mxgp will be back for the 2021 season so although it's tbc i take that as actually a greater definitely as an action wow don't you what don't you? a bombshell i mean it's not much of a bombshell bombshell but i when i read that i was like ah interesting well all the factory teams head to spain for riding where the weather and conditions are perfect you can too. Planet Motor Holidays provide accommodation, meals, transport, and more. An eight-day holiday costs £845. Visit planetmoto.com to find out more and book now. Now, as you turned me down for a trip away, you know, team bonding trip and all the rest of it, because you don't want to ride, you're retired. Harry Leverett, luckily, has messaged me and said, if Lewis doesn't want to go, I will. So you've been replaced. How do you feel about that? Okay. Well, fine. No. That's good. Congratulations. It's just nice to know that people out there obviously didn't want to see me go on a holiday on my own and uh, going to join me now at Planet Moto. So in all seriousness, if you can, head over to planetmoto.com. Uh, they got some great deals on at the moment for next year. And uh, especially works out quite nice if you're from the UK and you're sick and tired of the rain. So uh, check those guys out. So interesting, Aguada. Um, which I did like. Great track. Um, we might not see it for another year. Yeah, well, maybe that's, maybe that's just a typo and a grade. It shouldn't be on that list, but hey, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, I just hope that everybody, uh, if you're listening to this podcast uh, while you're driving, you haven't sort of uh, veered off the road because of that massive bombshell. If someone walks up to me and went, oh, did you see this? Blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Not a bloody bombshell. <laughs> Christ. People are paying good money for this shit. Okay. Okay. So you'll be pleased to know that Spain's still on the calendar and also Argentina. So um, you're still going to get your flight to Argentina. Are you happy about that? Well, as I've said many times, I think we all have to go to Argentina because everyone's got their flights booked. I haven't got a so, flight. Have I? Okay, everyone who's going has got a flight. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going. 
Jesus Christ, 60, was it 67 hours? Oh, yeah, carry on. Okay, brilliant. One thing about this calendar everyone keeps mentioning is it's very sand-based. Because obviously the hard pack events are Turkey, Fienza, Matali. I, I don't know, I wouldn't exactly call that overly hard pack. Well, it's not sand though, is it? Uh, no. So Matali, Turkey, Fienza, and Spain, and Trentino. The six, but then two Fienza, so seven. Only seven hard pack races, as opposed to three Latvia, Mantova, three Lommel, Argentina, all uh, sand. It's Argentina, actually, that's sandy. When you were there, it's, sand, it's, it's, it's loamy. Loamy, I wouldn't say sandy, but it's definitely yeah, but not hard pack. It's, it's closer to sand than it is to hard pack. Yeah, I'm only counting seven, though. Possible eight. So, Where? What, you're counting seven sand races? Yeah, you just said three Latvia. Yeah. One Mantua. Italy. Yeah. Yep. Three, three Lommel. Lommel. Yeah, that's seven. Three plus one plus Argentina. three is seven. Maybe well, eight in between. So isn't that a balance between seven? Well, I'll, tell, and seven I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you yeah. what. Oh no, listen God. to me. Listen to with maps. No, let me tell you something. Everyone okay. I've spoken to has told me that, yes, the calendar's a bit heavy sandy. And... Everyone I spoke to, I went, well, I don't know. I think it's about a 50-50 split. And everyone told me I was wrong so many times that I kind of just started believing it. But now that I look at it again, it's really fine, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's absolutely fine. It's nicely balanced. Yeah. yeah, now I remember why I was saying that it was... <laughs> okay. Great work, Liz. Great work. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> that is the Planet Moto bombshell of the week. <laughs> that is... <laughs> that that should have been the Planet Moto bombshell of the week. Jesus, we're Christ. only meant to have Planet One Planet Moto bombshell of the week a week, but I feel like we might have many. I oh, know I think yeah. that each week we might have like seven. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so is there anything on the calendar you want to discuss? Because I think we we we've I like what they've done with like I said I like what they've done with the Latvia with the three get get the series back going again, and um. I think the three Lommel as well is going gonna, is gonna to keep real interest in the series as well. And I just feel sorry for the riders having to um, basically do three uh, Lommel GPs in a row. I don't, I don't think they signed up for that. Yeah, well, everyone, Supercross loved the three-day format. The three-day-in-a-week format, I should say. Like a lot of riders, Zach Osborne, et cetera, said that they'd much rather be racing on a Wednesday than practicing. Supercross is obviously a lot less demanding than a day around Lommel or Latvia. So I don't think it'll be a problem because, okay, everyone who races at Lommel on Sunday, if there wasn't a GP on Wednesday, they'd be back riding on Wednesday. Maybe it wouldn't be as heavy, but if it's a very, very, very heavy Sunday at Lommel, at the most, they'll take Monday and Tuesday off the bike. They won't take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off the bike. So I don't, I don't see it being that big a problem, but I'm sure it will hurt some guys and also highlight some fitness problems with some guys. Well, one thing which I find quite interesting is I think is within about eight weeks, um, there's going to be seven uh, one, two, five races. And looking at this, it's going to be three uh, Lommel and two in, two in Fiennes and one in Turkey, if Turkey does go ahead. Um, but again, that, that, that's going to play, in, play, play to the 125 riders' 
uh, strengths who, who, who are a, you know, a better sand rider than they are hard pack, given that the last three rounds are all going to be based in Lommel. That's got to give some riders... Well, you're you know, saying that EMX, EMX 250 is literally a sand championship because they've got three rounds in Latvia, Mantova, oh, Jesus, yeah. and then three rounds in Lommel. There is on in Spain there is an EXM two hundred and fifty. I presume that will be EMX two hundred and fifty. Yep. So that's one hard pack, but yeah, that's okay. a very sandy championship. Yeah. So if if if, if you're not uh, if you're not in, into your sand riding at that level, then um, you will be this year. The EMX for Latvia, for instance, EMX will be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, okay. Yeah, which means that between the first two Latvia events, they've only got a day to change the track, so expect minor changes then, but radical changes on uh, between Wednesday and Sunday because that extra day is big. Have you heard about uh, my idea of reversing the track or not? Are you, please tell me you're joking. I thought we went over this. Yeah, everyone's talked about reversing the track. We've talked about it for months. One of the reasons that Keggins was rumoured to be hosting a double GP is because the track can be reversed. We all know I, this. This isn't your idea. I think it was. No, this isn't your idea. This is literally no, just something that everyone in MXGP's been talking about and no, you've just I, randomly decided to claim. Rob's shaking his head. No, I think I definitely came up with this. It wouldn't no, surprise me. But the very, fir- the very first time that the room I'm not saying I came up with it either. The very first time that the rumour came out of double GPs in Latvia and Lommel, we said on this podcast and everyone else in MXGP said, well, that will work because they can reverse a track at Lommel and they can reverse mm. a track at Latvia. Remember? Because we also discussed how they can do that in Sweden. I can remember uh, having a brandy with David. Uh, Luongo one night and we were discussing about um, what tracks would work really well in reverse so I think he's probably that's just probably stayed with him well that's a lie you know what a planning motor bombshell of the week is what's that you're a bare face liar <laughs> <laughs> that's harsh I'm not, how do you know I haven't had a brandy with, with David Luongo I know that anyway. most people in the pit would very much like to avoid sitting down with you at any point anyway what that is <laughs> horrible thing to say. Everybody loves having a coffee with me in the pits. Also, I think this is a good time to bring in the new segment. Oh, really? Hello? Hello? Um, yes. Well, I replied straight away. There was definitely a delay. Yeah, well, if that I'm was you straight away. Okay. Um, I'm hosting, so here we go. Yeah, so do you want to tell people uh, yes. what the segment's called and what it's about? Go. Okay. Um, Welcome, everyone, to the Even Strokes Are You Smarter Than Birth on the MX5 Show podcast, where we will have five questions each week to see just how thick as shit James is. Oh, I think, I think we need like a little bit of music around that. Like a yeah. Well, we will have that eventually. This is a soft yeah. launch. This is, I'm just soft launching this. I think, I think the thick as shit is a, a little bit harsh. I'm, try, I'm trying to host the segment. Okay. A bit of respect? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, <laughs> as mentioned, this is Even Strokes, are you smarter than a birth? What is Even Strokes? Even Strokes is the newest arrival in the e-commerce game and can cater to all of your needs with a range of offers needs, on Talon. Needs, needs, needs. That's what I said. 
Yeah, I'm just doing the echoes to make it more... Oh, oh sorry. Uh, with a range of offers on Talon, Fox, Yoko, One Gripper, Alpine Stars, Rentful, Motorex, and more. Yes, more. More, more, more. Be sure to visit www.evenstrokes.com before your next ride. No matter what you ride or where you ride, Evenstrokes has you covered. I like it. So, this is... I've had this idea for a while, and eventually I want to get it to the point where we have one listener on every week to compete against James, because that would be fun. Yes. But for now... We're just going to do it with James, and you can play along at home and see how many you get. Make sure you tweet us at Motocross Vice with your results. I've made, obviously, this is the first time we've done this game, so I didn't know how hard to make the questions, but I think these are very easy. So are the questions about social media or? No, they're about MXGP. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you okay? Well, I, I would have liked a little bit of notice so I could have actually read what's gone on this week. Well, no, it's not about what's gone on this week. It's just about life. What, life in MXGP? This is not life yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're testing my MXGP knowledge. Yeah, that's what I kind of said at the top of the, of the second well, game. Okay, um, a bit of respect for the host. When you watch game shows on TV, does the contestant just talk over the host when he's trying to introduce the game? Uh, no, sorry. Okay, sorry. Please wait until I instruct you to hit your buzzer. Now, before we Ooh. do this each week, I will predict how many I think James has got right. Now, as mentioned, this is the first time, soft launch. I didn't know how hard to make the question. Something so hard. I think these are very easy. I think that James should get four out of five. Any, And what I consider a pass is four out of five. So you're allowed to get... Okay. Actually, so yeah. You're allowed to get two wrong, but I want you to get the majority. Are you okay. ready, James? I believe I'm ready. I'm born for this. Question one. <laughs> These are very easy, by the way. They will probably okay. get harder, because I wouldn't be surprised if you get five. Okay. MXGP is visiting a new track in Spain this year, in October, oh, to be specific. Fuck, I ain't got to pronounce it, have I? No. <laughs> Again, this isn't the time for you to talk. Name oh, okay. the last two Spanish MXGP <laughs> tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, you could even get it right but I just already just know this is a cop <laughs> you've got to try your hardest like I want you to like, put in your best effort don't try and be funny by the shit like best effort I know, I know one Tal- Talavera okay name the last two Spanish MXGP tracks oh Red Sands oh he's done it yes one on, <laughs> that's one on the board now, yes. What, this is a soft launch, and that was what? delay. So from now on, I'm going to be timing your answers. You've got 20 seconds. Okay. Uh, question two. It. You're one for one at the moment. Question two. Hang on, a let's number, a deep breath. All right, go. A number of Italian tracks have been removed from the 2020 calendar now. Oh, Name yeah. them. Ottobiano. <laughs> and... It was never on Italian. The, it was never what? on the 2020 calendar. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> well, you're out. You're out. That's it. I can't accept. I, you've, you've, Sorry, I, I thought it's no Imola. Imola. Number. A number. What? A number of Italian tracks have been removed. Oh, what? So you want me to name them all? Yeah. However, whatever ones you think. So you've Ottobiano, Imola. Is that your final answer? No, because you said Otto Biano wasn't on this year. Well, yeah, but you've already failed this question, but just to see if you can <laughs> save face. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with 
You're looking. No, you're googling. That's times up. Times no, up. No, not cute. I got no. I already know him. Okay. I was going to say Trentino, but we've had. We're having Trentino, aren't we? Yeah, Majora and Imola was the answer. So you're one Majora. for one so far. Oh yeah, fucking Majora. Now I'm going to give on, you. What about Trentino? It's on the calendar, James. November right. the fourth or something. And either That's way, not... you didn't guess. Oh, Trentino. it is. Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh, I shit at this, aren't I? This is All this right. is a car crash. You're one for one so far. Three to go. Okay. Everyone at home is bearing through this. Uh, question three. I'm going to give you. 50 seconds for this but okay. think about your answers because if you name one wrong thing I've got to take that as an L okay name four Wait. of the uh, I'm it, sorry it'd be good oh. if, if you actually gave me the, the rules before we played this game well it's a soft launch okay name four of the teammates that Caroli has had in his MXGP oh, that being MX1 sake. career I will not accept people from Dirk Grubel's side of the awning so I do not accept uh, Jonas, I do not accept hurlings, etc. Uh, four teammates. You have one minute. What, Crowley's four teammates? What, just in MXGP? He, yeah, no, since he's moved up to MX1 slash MXGP, which was 2009. Fuck. Uh, oh, I know, Ken Dyker. That's one, you need four. Uh, <laughs> uh, Koldenhoff. That's two, you need four. And you have 40 seconds Tommy left. Tommy Searle. That's three. One more. Fuck! <laughs> uh, oh, fucking hell. Kendrick, it was before Kendrick Dyker. 30 seconds. I've given you a long time on this question. I didn't realize how long a minute was. Um, <laughs> I can't even drink. Oh, uh, Prado. Yeah, I wondered if you were going to get that. Hey. Yes! Hey, you're two for three so far. Yeah. Remember that this car crash of a game is brought to you by evenstrokes.com, who probably. The reason we've given it to evenstrokes.com is because no other company would have wanted this absolute shit show. <laughs> Question four. Name five French riders who are in 2020 MXGP slash MX2. You have okay. one minute. Okay. Uh, Tom Viau. Um... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Maxi, Maxi Renault. Yep. Uh... Remember I said... MXGP and MX2. Oh, okay. Um, Gaultier Paulin. Yep. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, God, my fucking mind's blank. <laughs> oh, God, my God. 30 <laughs> seconds left. Fuck off. What have I said, Renault? Um, Vial and Paulin. Vial and Paulin. Uh, Ferrandis is gone, so he's not. Twenty six, thank you, brilliant. <laughs> Tune into the MXY <laughs> show where we reveal that Ferrandis is gone. Fifteen seconds. Uh, Rob, even Rob's trying to help me. I can't fucking understand what he's saying. Ten set five. <laughs> ah. Four, <laughs> three, think. two, one. Done. I uh, can't think. Ebra. Oh bollocks! Yeah. Well, Rame, Pixia. Oh, that's six. Yeah. Patrell, that's seven. So you're two for two. You failed. You're not hitting the pass mark this week, unfortunately. Okay. But you can at least get a majority right. Okay. Maybe that's how we should do it. Like, if I get three, then that's a win. No, because three out of five is piss poor. Oh, okay. 
Bear in mind. Right, last this question. Is, okay, you should get this one. You've got 20 okay. seconds. Matthew right. Bazin is hosting the Motocross of Nations this year. Name the other years that it has hosted it. 20 seconds. Oh, 2006 and 2016. <laughs> Incorrect. That's what I thought you were going to say. It was 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> oh, oh, well, piss. This game's shit. <laughs> Congratulations, James. You scored two out of five. <laughs> Remember... The Even Strokes Are You Smarter Than a Birth was brought to you by Even Strokes, the newest arrival in the e-commerce game that can cater to all of your needs with a range of offers on Talon, Box, Yoko, One Gripper, Alpine Stars, Rentful, Motorex, and more. Yes, more. Thank you for playing, and we'll see you next week. Right. Big thanks to Talon Engineering, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Yoko, Europe, Proxx Racing Parts, Technical Touch, Hinson, KYB, Kawasaki UK, Seven, and Even Strokes. And we'll be back in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show. We're back. We're brought to you by Talon Engineering, Liat, Planet Motor Holidays, Yoko, Prox, Technical Touch, Hinson, KYB, Kawasaki UK, Seven, and Even Strokes. Huge thanks to our sponsors as always. Without them, as we always say, we wouldn't be here. So we really do appreciate their support. And uh, just following them on social media, looking at the brands, testing the brands, um, visiting our website. These are things that you can do to help support the sponsors that support us. Next up, actually, I think it's quite a lot of people's favorite segment of the, of the show. And it's Liat, Ask Vice Anything. It's where fans' questions get answered. Did you know that the Liat neck brace is proven to reduce the risk of serious injury by up to 47%? Did you know that it's highly adjustable to fit riders of all levels? Redefine your limits with confidence and choose Liat 
the sponsors of this Ask Vice Anything segment. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. So, Lewis, we've got some good questions this week. Yeah, shit ton. I will literally press the button and let's go. At Thomas underscore SB93, will the GPs be a one-day event if they do three in one week? A lot of people are confused by this. They're all one-day events, and that's been known for months. Every, every single GP, no matter if it's Wednesday or Sunday or Friday or on Mars or on the moon, Saturday is EMX, Sunday is uh, MXGP and MX2. In the case of Wednesday, Wednesday's MXGP and MX2. Saturday, uh, Tuesday is EMX. So MXGP and MX2 will have free practice, time practice, and then the motos will take place at the normal time. Basically, the Matterly schedule that they had this year, bar the qualifying or the practice, whatever it was on Saturday, whatever they had. Okay, cool. So um, literally, EMX is always going to be the day before. and Yeah, and that then... will be a one-day format as well. Okay, cool. So literally, as before, for, for those who, who don't know, maybe they're listening to this show for the first time and just maybe found it in some random podcast thing. Did you actually, did you know we are quite popular in Latvia? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Who, who would have thought? Maybe, um, yeah, maybe when you go to Latvia, there'll be people who maybe want to speak to you. Number two sports show in Latvia. Who knew? Really? Yeah, yeah. We've been flirting around the top 10 for a long time. Well, maybe it's because I just talk about how good Latvia is all the time. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, At Travis110 Woodley, what is your favourite race of the year? Tell you what, out of left field. Out of what? Out of left field. um, Easy to say. Like, I would say Anaheim 1, fact, because Anaheim 1 is amazing. Sneaky, my sneaky favourite though, that to go to, because obviously Anaheim one would be the one if it was on to, like watching no matter where you are in the world. But to actually be at round one of the British Championship, my sneaky favourite is Glendale. Glendale, mm. like I just like everything about it, and I don't really know why. I just like I don't know. I just every time I'm there, I'm like I very much enjoy being here. Like, the stadium's cool, the pits are cool, the Arizona's cool. I don't know why. I just, I just could not. Has it got a Chipotle there? It's got a Chipotle within walking distance of the stadium. Yeah, so it's starting to, uh, yeah, I can see, I can see why you're, you're getting to these uh, results. Um, no MSGP ones, you just shit, shit on GPs? Sorry, GP-wise, uh, Latvia, definitely. Latvia gets my vote for that. Okay. Uh, that could push and, us to number one show now. Yeah, all, uh, all at me all the time. That's all I'm interested in. At Blader Friends, <laughs> why is Mitch Evans not on a works Honda when he is a factory rider? Um, this is, I think this has come from his Instagram post of him sat on a bike at a track in Australia and he's on a stocker because he's riding in Australia. So he's just got a bike from a local dealer to basically ease himself back into riding. He's just basically doing turn tracks at the moment. But obviously he would never have a factory Honda in Australia because whenever he needs to be riding, he's never going to be in Australia. The only time he'll be in Australia is the off-season and downtime each year. And this is because he's also just recovering from a shoulder operation? Yeah, just to get his shoulder at um, Vulcan's But 
taken a while for a dislocated shoulder. I didn't like it's been four months and he's only just started doing turn track stuff. Well, I guess there's no reason to rush, eh? Yeah, but considering at Vulcanswald when we thought the normal calendar was gonna happen, he thought he'd be back in a month. Like I feel like I don't know. Maybe it's not actually a problem with his shoulder and like you say, he is just taking it well slow. Yeah. Sensible. At Tom Cumber, three riders of your choice who you can watch race for the first time. Who are you picking? It's actually who you can race for one, who you can watch race for one last time. Oh, okay. Let's do that then. <laughs> uh, if I, I say, I, I would put um, Reed, Stewart, and Carmichael in the 05 06 era back together in one last race. That time yeah. frame, that peak of their careers, all just bundle them on a start gate and a supercross and see what happens. That would be my three. Okay. You? Or do you, do you not know? Can I choose riders? any? No, no, no. Can I choose any? Is it any riders from any? Yeah, three riders of your choice. I just chose oh. those because rather than individuals, I, I like their group battles are the things that I remember the most. Okay, I'm going to go with... In that case, Ricky Johnson, David Bailey, and Ron Lachine. Very different from mine. Yeah. If I could have two more, I'd put Ben Townley and Josh Coppins in there. Probably wouldn't have them in the same race, though. <laughs> I'd probably hold a separate event for them. Okay. Mm. okay. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I respect yours because massive Carmichael and Stuart fan. Um, completely respect that. And that would be second to uh the golden era just the oh the oh six season especially with those three was just something else and oh five with carmichael and reed because stuart was injured for three quarters of it was unreal as well there are two if there's one old season that i go back to watch it's the oh five or oh six past part yeah i think i might that's actually do you know what i might sit down tonight and watch that season right away through Honestly, I've watched those bar to bar. The, the morning of Matty Bazin qualifying, uh, it was all delayed, remember, because the skybox went tits up? Yeah. And in the hotel, I put on bar to bar 2005 to kind of get myself in the racing, like, yes, like, get myself, like, yes, this is happening. We're going racing. Thank, thank, thanks for sharing that. I've been to to myself, or? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it just gets me proper, like, watching those bar-to-bars just gets me so fucking like, oh my god, I fucking love racing. Yeah, okay. At a Ford 238, what's happening with the British Championship? What is happening with the British Championship, Lewis? Because aren't you the social media guy? Well... And PR, or do you do you not do PR? There was an ACU statement from the actual ACU, not the series, on Thursday night. Yeah. It said this about all off-road British championships. I'm guessing that would also mean enduro. I don't know. Is there even a British enduro championship? Uh, yes, there is this, yeah. At this current time, devolved governments have different restrictions on, ta- on travel. Until there is freedom of movement allowed amongst the constituent parts of the UK, <laughs> it is difficult to organise a British championship event. The board of directors are closely monitoring this and will make a further announcement as soon as freedom of travel becomes clearer across the UK. Because I guess you're not allowed to go from Wales to England or Scotland to England or, I guess, Ireland as well, are you still? So. No. 
I guess that is a major no, problem. So, okay. So once everything's um, sorted, then they're going to hopefully, hopefully come back with a, a schedule. Because now they've got the GPs, they can work around it, can't they? Yeah, because and there are a couple of nice little gaps I noticed. Like uh, between the last Kegums and Turkey, there's a gap. There's like two weekends, I think. So a national championship could jump in there. Mm-hmm. If Turkey gets cancelled, and that's just a month, God help us all, they could have a four four weekends, and that's a series effectively. And that goes for anything. German, Adak, Italian, Dutch is off, but yeah. So there are a couple of opportunities. Like even before Latvia, maybe, but that's that's actually very close, so that's not going to be impossible for anyone, is it? Because that's like two weeks' notice. It's a shame because the, the British championship this year with the, the lineup they had was shaping up to be um one of the best, I think, in in, in recent years. The Simpson Searle. And well, actually, because you've got Simpson, Sol, Bobrashev, Kulas, Nichols, Pocock. I feel that's like a big one we're missing still. But still, Bobrashev, Simpson, Sol. The thing oh, is, oh, Brent Van Donick as well. Oh yeah, of course. The thing is, so many of the British champions in MX1, especially, kind of go in and out of the series based on what GP deal they have. Yeah, this is the first time. I feel like in a while that three of probably the most prominent MX1 British championships in the last 10 years, Sell, Simpson and Bobachev, have kind of collided in one season. So it's kind of like a nice little setup for a championship. And although this year's a bit wayward, I would imagine I could see all three of those riders being back next year because I, I can't imagine Bobachev moving off of um, RFX bloody I'll get tongue tied today RFX Husqvarna because I think that's quite a nice spot for him Simpson obviously isn't leaving his own team and Tommy is a British championship rider now so although we've kind of missed the opportunity for 2020 as far as a full eight round series goes 2021 still should be just as exciting so that's all right. cool H Gregory 167 who's your thoughts on winning the MX2 championship or I guess Who's in your thoughts of winning the MX2 championship? Uh, you go first. Uh, I, I think Olsen is going to come back and um, is going to start winning. I just got a sneaky suspicion. I think he's going to come back and do well. And given what races there are, and, and I think it just fits in. I think I don't think you can dismiss. Um, I think Vial is going to be there or thereabouts. It'll be podium every weekend. I, I actually quite, from what I've seen of Rene Hoffer, then I, you know, he's going to be close on the podium as well. And then you can't rule out Gertz and Watson as well. So, but I still think, I still think it's going to be really close between um, the five or six of them. But I do think, I do think Olsen's going to, is going to do it. What about you? The way it's stacked at the moment, I want to say Vial, but we're kind of, um, it's kind of like a recency bias. Because at the, before anything, any racing started in February or January, the one thing I kept saying is that Vial had consistency issues last year, as did Gertz. Like Vial, I don't think, I think it was Imola, he scored zero points. You can't be doing that if you're going for a championship. So although he, he held it together for the first two rounds, that's a really small sample size. So there's still a chance of that happening, and that's where the consistency of Olsen could trump. But I do like the... I think... I think 
I would go Vial as my number one favourite. Olsen as my number... Well, do I switch them? I think, I think those two are my favourites. Anyway. I don't know why okay. I wouldn't go for Gertz, though. Just something's not... For some reason, I'm not convinced yet. Although he did beat Vial straight up in um, Czech Republic on Sunday. By yeah. the way, Czech Republic on Sunday, Gertz went 1-1. I think the gap between Gertz and Vial in the first race at the end was one second. And in the second race, it was 0.800. Wow. Czech championship, place to be. And do you want to know what really grinds my gears? Okay, crack on. For some reason, we get inundated with questions when the Czech championship's on, saying, is there a stream to watch this? It's the Czech championship. There's obviously not a stream. There's not a stream in the British Championship, the Dutch Championship, the French Championship, the Italian Championship, the German Championship. Why would the Czech guys just have this thing figured out? Uh, there is a stream at the Italian Championship. Yeah, no, that's not the Italian. That's not the Italian National Championship. That's the International Italian Championship. Okay. Okay. Next question. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jan. <laughs> Thanks for that, uh, Hank, Jan, uh, Louis. Will Arnhem Netherlands host a GP this year instead of another GP? Lots of riders riding there. Um, I've had this one. I've heard this rumour over and over and over from different people. I've been to Arnhem, that track. I can't really imagine how you'd have a GP there unless it's with no fans. If it's the track I'm thinking of anyway, which I'm pretty sure it is the track I went to in 2017, so maybe it's changed. But if there's one place that it can... Uh, one spot that it can take, then that would be Turkey. Because like we said, that seems to be the one that's a bit wishy-washy at the moment. But I still, I just can't see it. And obviously we've heard that next year Os could be on the calendar. Was it Os? I think it was. Yeah. So that's, that's another correct. Dutch track. They're not going to have two new Dutch tracks. So which, like, I don't know. There just seems to be a lot of Dutch hype at the moment with lots of tracks that can potentially be on, an, on the MXGP calendar. Personally, yeah. I don't think we Arnhem will end up on the calendar this year. And to be honest, I'd be surprised if it does next year as well. And Oss is going to be the replacement for, a long-term replacement for Valkensvard. Well, yeah, we think that, but then now there's like 17 Dutch tracks that apparently want to host an MXGP round. Okay. Well, good for Holland. At NR235 underscore, what about Dylan Walsh and PC Kawasaki? Now, I haven't heard anything on this. Um, yeah, Walsh has randomly popped up in America riding a stock Kawasaki. I don't really know what the idea is, but obviously Pro Circuit desperately need riders, or they would do if the Nationals were starting in two weeks like it's supposed to be. Now that it's not starting until August the 15th at the earliest, I don't know if they do need Philip riders, because the initial um, word on Faulkner was that it would be six to eight weeks. August the 15th is close enough. That would be, what, seven weeks, I think? Jordan Smith's done. And Marchbanks has done as well for the season. So that's only two guys. But still, I think um, the fact that the Nationals has been pushed back definitely, uh, what would you say, minimises the need for the fill-in rider. But I know that Enzo Lope and I think Sanai got tryouts. But I never heard that Dylan Walsh did. And I think that they would go with D-San or Enzo Lope over Dylan anyway. Not, yeah, I don't really know what Dylan's doing. Because he, he was on a Yamaha deal in... Australia slash New Zealand. So is he terminated with Ozo or are they just happy for him to ride a stock Kawasaki in America? How has he even got into America? 
Well, I thought this, but then I'm pretty sure it's just Europe that's banned. I'm pretty sure you can fly there from anywhere else in the world. Probably not China. I didn't think you could. I thought I thought America was under like complete no, lockdown. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just closed to Europe because remember when it started, they were closed to Europe and then they closed to UK separately like a week later. Okay. The one person you probably will know is Roger Larson because they, uh, I think they sponsored Dylan when he was out in America. Yeah, I think on, uh, I'm pretty sure that Dylan's living with Roger. Seven. At the okay, so yeah, it could be, um, it could be that whole setup. Cool. Maybe we should speak to Roger and find out. Okay, maybe you should. I've okay, been asking maybe... you to speak to Roger anyway. Okay, well I will do that. Uh, at Tom Grimshaw sixty one. You are the MXGP Kawasaki manager. Do you keep to sell as you know what you will get or you start looking at the next generation of Watson and Olsen? Can we give this question the MX Vice t-shirt this week? Oh, really? I like this question. Okay. Very good, Tom Grimshaw. You've got the, uh, the MX Vice t-shirt and also the, the seal of approval from Lewis Phillips, which I don't know what's better. Close. Tom Cumber just missed out because I did like the question about three riders of your choice you can watch race for one last time. Well, I'm sure we can extend a, an, another T-shirt. Let's, no, let's, Tom's just let's got to come back again. Let's not be frugal. Uh, anyway, the question. Okay. I've banged on about this for a while, haven't I? You have. Big drum. The thing is, DeSalle's been better than I thought he would be this year. I thought there'd be more of a drop-off. That does not mean that the drop-off isn't coming. It is inevitable at some point. So, but he's still some, looking good. Yeah, but at some point, you've got to take the plunge and move on because if you hang on to the south for too long, you're going to miss the boat. Yeah, true. Because, okay, uh, Watson and Olsen could both be tied up. Next year, they could go for this, this being going into the 2022 season. They could go for Beaton, Basson. I think those are the two most high-profile guys who have got to move up. But, I don't know. I, think you, I just think you've got to take the gamble at some point. And if you want to, if you really want to keep this out for one more year, because I can't imagine him going for longer than one more year, can you? But then again, I've said that for years now. I can. If, you, if you're still racing competitively and you're still enjoying it, why if I can stop? Well, I think he's 30, 31. So he's, still, he's three years younger than Caroli. So if you put him on that scale... He could go for four more years, but I don't know. I just, I think that I just think that at some point we've these teams have got to invest in the up and coming people. Like that, as I've said before, I think that is what's causing the lack of riders that rides in MXGP at the moment. Is the current generation of veteran riders are sticking around for longer than their predecessors. If I was the MXGP Kawasaki manager, I would go for the future, and at the end of this year, I'd sign either Watson or Olsen. Another thing to consider, okay, if you're a sponsor account, look, DeSalle deliver, has delivered results. You're not getting much else in the way of like promotion and stuff, are you? If you're if you're Monster or someone, so would a sponsor like that be chomping at the bit to get Watson or Olsen on there? I guess so. I guess you know that's part of parcel of racing nowadays is that you get the promotion as well as results. I just think it's got to happen at some point. Like, yeah, like you can always say, well, maybe, maybe next, maybe he's going to be good for one more year. Maybe he's going to be good for one more year. But in that time, the younger guys are just you're missing the boat. Like, yeah, I, I just think at some point, especially Kawasaki, who have kind of been looking for that 
like championship contender even now in the form of Fever or in the future, I think it'd be a good move, especially for that manufacturer and that team. Mm, okay. Um, I, I, I think Desel's still here for a few more years um, and I still think he's going to be competitive. But, but um, I think he could be here for a few more years, but if he keeps getting injured like he has been, will he? Yeah, well, the other thing to remember is it's is very much influenced. It's a French team. So, um, you know, to sell, yep. because fits in there quite nicely. So does what, Fevre, being so. a Belgian? Yeah, but he does speak French. Oh, no, I'm joking. I was thinking that you thought to sell was French. No, no. Um, no, I would have named him in, in the question earlier. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great addition to this podcast. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I was really um surprised with with his performance in the first two two GPs this year. He definitely had the speed. It'd be interesting to see him when he comes back. But I guess um they maybe they hang on. They still got remain, haven't they? So I just I think I would. I hundred percent now. I think about it more. I one hundred percent would roll the dice. And you know what? You know what I would do though. If the South really wants to keep around, I'd put a third bike on. Yeah, that, now, now that's a good shout. Because you could, you, you could probably get Watson or Olsen cheap because they would probably take the bike over a massive pay packet. Absolutely. And then, yeah. and then you've got them, you've kind of got them waiting in the wings ready for when Dassau does step away. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I agree. Good, good call. Okay, next one. Jack L. Hyde. Will we see a return to a more European-focused world championship in the coming years? With the current calendar for two, for twenty twenty, it looks like teams were heard and in front wants everyone to have a legitimate, but also cost effective series. Were teams heard, Lewis? Were teams heard, or was the pandemic heard? I th- I think the calendar. I mean, credit where credit's due. Um, I think the calendar what they produced is is in line with trying to keep the costs low, and salvaging something from this year. I, I do think that, you know, some countries may see a second wave. However, we're already seeing um, job losses, you know, brands and in, in, in companies closing. We're still going to have a knock-on effect to, to multiple economies um, around Europe and the world. So I think, I think they're going to need to still be a little bit cautious next year, just from, from an economic point of view. Uh, whether they... they do or they don't, that's obviously down to in front, but I think they're going to be a little bit dictated to with the amount of money being pumped in by sponsors because if the teams can't afford um, to do the full world championship then they will just basically turn to, to being a European only team, maybe just for a couple of years until we get some uh, until the economy stabilises again Speaking of 2021 based on what I read out earlier from Luongo about how all of the countries that aren't that have had to cancel their GP this year being more than happy to come back next year. Would you not be surprised if next year's calendar is extremely similar to what this year was supposed to be? Yeah, I think, I think they could. I, I'm still, I, I think it's still going to be about whether it's, I mean, even if the GPs are government funded and the, and the governments of those countries are putting large amounts of money into, to, to hosting these events, if the teams can't get the revenue to do it, they can't travel. It's, it's that simple. So it's going to be, I think Infront's going to have to have a close dialogue with the teams and look at how 
the teams are structured and, and the money coming into these teams um, next year. And I don't think this is just going to be MXGP. I think this is going to be a lot of sports because it, it, people are going to be looking at this and there's going to be multiple redundancies for, for companies. Um, you know, at the moment, everything's on a high because the government pumped into a lot of, well, many governments pumped in a lot of money into the economy to keep them going. However, at some point, that's going to dry up. So I hate to be a doom and gloom, but I think um, I think it would make sense to be safe for a year or two, just whilst we recover. Whether they do that or not, I don't know. Given if restrictions from countries and everything are fine for next year, I think the next year's calendar will be it's ridiculously similar to this year, like it was supposed to be. I think they'll just rinse and repeat because all of those countries are going to want their GP that they missed out on this year. And the negotiation process that they normally go through of like, what date do you want and stuff, it would kind of make a lot of sense in these stressful times just to be like, right, do you just want the date you were going to have this year? Because it clearly would have worked for them. You've got to think as well, a lot of the promoters uh, of some of those countries m- who have cancelled this year must be, you know, a huge sigh of relief because some of them could have been caught out. Well, that's why Ernie pulled the plug, wasn't it? Yeah. They just basically shit them. They, they could not sit there and be confident that they would be allowed to have fans at A and would get enough fans to make it worth their while. I think it's around about a million pounds, isn't it, to host donations? I, I, I think know. I was told once it was around about uh, the promoters are asked for a million pounds. I'll tell you what, actually, on the nations, 2021, Italy, probably Majora. Okay. 2022, America. I did see somebody sort of comment, oh, hopefully it's Redbud again. 2023, oh, no. Okay. That's your next three years mapped out. Italy should be Majora, but then I heard that they want to run a GP before they do the nations. So I don't know if that would change things, but then maybe they could run a GP next year and still run a nation. It doesn't happen often, but Matt Ali did it in 2006. So. Yeah. Did Tushintao run as well in that year? Um, not no. In when they no, it was, it was Lausitz ring that year. I'm guessing Lommel must have as well. Uh, what, must have had a GP the same year that had the nations? Yeah. No, I don't think they did. No, it was Baston that year. Baston, however you said it. Okay. Yeah, do you remember Lausitz Ring? Uh, no. Oh. It was a German road race of some kind. Don't know what road race. All the same thing, isn't it? It was a tarmac place. Just had it for one year, one and done. Tommy almost got his first MXGP podium there. I believe he was quickest. I believe he won the qualifying heat or he was quickest in practice or something. Wow. Very good. Ooh. Good memory. But to answer the question, I think the next year we go back to Indonesia, we go back to Argentina, and we go back to China. I won't go to China, but everyone else will. Why aren't you going to China? Well, actually, I, I, to be honest, I don't know why I said that. I, I did say it because of the whole visa nightmare, but I did, I did actually get the visa last year. I just couldn't go because I was in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I should laugh. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I could... <laughs> <laughs> I can't laugh now looking back on it. Well, you felt very bad. You thought that you were the one who put me in hospital through well, stress. Well, I, I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah, you did, to be fair. Bad year yeah. for Lou. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you're still here. Uh, at Stuart CMX, with Jonas being injured, do you see who's far enough bringing another rider to replace him for the upcoming season? Are there any riders that you can see available? 
do you think I don't think they're going to bring in anybody? But no, I, I think I think Jonas will be back sooner rather than later. It, I, I I did mention at the start of the show. Will he be ready for Latvia? It wouldn't surprise me if he was. No, Latvia is too close. I think, but I think September could be fine. So so what have we got? Four weeks until um, Latvia. Four weeks on Sunday. There we go. Well, it'd be interesting. Ooh. When did he get injured? Two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. So yeah, six, two weeks. Six weeks recovery. Yeah, well, he's not going to be ready for Latvia, but he can be ready for September for Fienza, I think. But they won't need okay. a fill-in. But you... it's a weird one because who would they even get as a fill-in? Aside from moving like Bobrashev over, but then that's not worth it for just a couple of races. That would only be worth it if it was a full season thing. No, Impara would have won that anyway. No. Well, it's only it would only be if it's a full season thing and then they can come to some kind of proper agreement. But there is no like there is no one. Filling rides are quite rare in GP. Yeah. Well, the other thing as well is it all depends on um getting a filling rides, but also can people travel from other countries to I'm pretty sure they can, and it looks like it's gonna be pretty open. Fill in for Husqvarna. Right, let's say this. Jonas is out for the entire year. He's not, but let's say he is. A fill-in for Husqvarna. Tommy comes back, does the triple header at Lommel. No. He's I know, I'm joking. Yeah. I know, I'm joking. I'm pretty sure that Tommy would much rather do much work, a lot of things than do a triple header at Lommel. <laughs> yeah, like mow the lawn or something. Well, much worse. Mow himself. <laughs> Uh, at Chris Cameron, it's probably a bit of an obvious question, but MXON tickets, when are we likely to hear something? Also, what are your thoughts on the rider calendar? Uh, sorry, our thoughts on the calendar now it's been released? Uh, we've done the calendar. Yeah, I tickets. really like the calendar. Works really well. Apart from, um, obviously, the three Italian uh, G- GPs would have been better in a row rather than the split going to um, the UK. MXON tickets, who knows? I'd imagine that you won't see anything until the TBC is removed from next to it. Although, speaking of that, something quite interesting that I should have probably put on MX Vice, but I forgot. Um, two seconds. Okay, maybe I dreamt that I saw this. What was it? Oh, funny story. Funny story. So okay. as everyone, I was very... You know that it's supposed to be funny when you say funny story. Yeah, this, this will make you laugh. I okay. Think. Not with me, but at me. Okay. So, you know that I was heavily waiting for the calendar before it dropped. Like, it was pretty much my entire life waiting for that calendar. Uh, yeah, we all felt that. Well, in the last week, like, it was on my mind so much, but I actually dreamt one night that the calendar had been released, and uh, it was a double header in Australia to begin with, and then a double header in Iraq. <laughs> In Iraq, yeah, so, and I was. And so if motocross was, wasn't as dangerous as it is anyway, then we're gonna go off to uh, off to Iraq. And I was sat on a beach in Australia, waiting to board my flight to Iraq. And weirdly enough, in this, I was on the phone to Max Anthony, being like, "Yeah, I'm on the way to Iraq. We're going there to race." That was my dream. Wow. Okay. Double header. So be thankful that we've only got we've got a triple header in Latvia instead of a double header in Iraq because that's what I was dreaming about. So MXON tickets, we don't know any, anything about that in a moment. Um, hopefully, in the next no, couple the of TBC is going to have to be removed. But I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere that um, if you bought a ticket for Erna, it can be rolled across. Okay. 
Um, oh, here we go. The people. Uh, this is in Luongo's same statement from the MXGP Mad. Uh, the, the people that already ordered their tickets for Earn A will get the choice of a refund or a voucher to assist to the event in the UK. Okay. The event still needs to be confirmed, but we're on the right tracks. So yeah, I can't imagine they're going to sell tickets until it's confirmed. No. So what, as soon as that TBC on the calendar drops off, I reckon it'll open up. Right. Okay, so expect that, Chris. Masters MX 2013, do we book t- tickets for the Lummel triple header? I think so, don't you? I think, I think spectators will be allowed at Lommel in October. Yeah. I think, I think the ban in Belgium is until September the 1st, so October the 18th. I've got to think that at, le- at, at least you'll be allowed 3,000 in at each round. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, can't, I, th- I think by that, by that point we're, we're going to be good. And you know what? If for some reason you don't manage to go and watch Lommel, you can still flut about the practice tracks in between those races and have a little glance at everyone. Probably not worth, probably you don't want to spend money on that. But Yeah, I, I think, I think Lommel, triple header, do it. Go camping for a week. How's, uh... I don't think, I don't know if they'll be allowed camping. Oh, okay, what about centre parks? Oh, centre parks is extremely expensive. Actually, really? heads up to everyone, all hotels in Lommel from for that, for that week, so covering all three events, are insanely expensive. I can't believe it. Why do you think they're trying to pull money back from... I don't know. But you'd think that I was booking a five-star hotel in Hawaii. Well, didn't you book the Van de Velt? Yeah, I did in the end, but that was actually one of the cheapest. That's four-star, isn't it? It was one of the cheapest. Look at you slubbing it. Well, no, <laughs> the centre parks, the centre parks was two and a half grand for a week, and that was for a three-bedroom cottage. Like, good luck selling that. Yeah, yeah. So if you are if you are looking go, looking to go to Lommel for the triple header, then just check out the hotel prices. And if you want, and to save us money, if you want to bunk in our rooms and sleep on the floor, we can split the cost, and then we'll all save money. Oh, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, <laughs> if, just a few little insights. If you are actually seriously thinking about that, Lewis has a tendency to sleepwalk. <laughs> uh, and speaking of... Uh, oh, what was the Vanderbilt? That was the Vanderbilt where... Um, Wait, do you want me to tell it? Because you're going to... Yeah. When you tell us about my life, you leave out there. I know, and I can't, I can't keep my shit together when you tell a story. So, so, okay. so just, just pick, like, picture this. Really nice hotel, Vanderbilt. Go on, just go. Okay. So I do have a tendency to sleepwalk and sleep talk, but it doesn't happen at home. It happens at GPs because I work all day, work all day, and then I'm on my laptop working until the very, and then I literally close my laptop and go to sleep. So my mind is obviously still whirling like mad, like, because once I was known to sleep talk and I said a race report in my head, like I said something like, guys are wins, and then, and then there was this. And... Anyway, so Vandervolk in 2016? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to you. Um, just, just... <laughs> I slept walked <laughs> and woke up in the hallway of the hotel <laughs> and... I was so spun out, but I genuinely had no idea like where my room was. Like for for about a good four to five minutes, I was like, "Where the fuck am I?" Um, but tell people what you were wearing. I'll get there. I didn't want to knock on. I didn't want to knock on um the door too loud because my mis- my initial thought was, "What 
if there are riders on this floor, I knock on the door, wake them up, and then they hate me. <laughs> so at that point, I didn't know what to do with myself. So I was stood in my boxers in the hallway trying to figure out what my next move was. Um, and it was one of those hotels where to get on each floor, you needed a room key to like go through each door. And obviously, I didn't have a room key on me because I wasn't that practical when I was sleepwalking. So basically, you just walked out your room in your boxer shorts, didn't know what room, woke up, didn't know what room yep. you, you're in or anything. I eventually figured that out. But obviously, my only solution was to go down to reception and ask for a room key. But I was concerned because if I got locked, if there was no one at reception or something and the door had closed to my floor, I was literally just stuck in the lobby in the boxes. So I went down there eventually. I bit the bullet because I literally was like, I have no other option. Got down to the lobby, walked up to the front desk, literally just went, I slept, well, I need a key. I'm just going to get straight to the point. And they asked, <laughs> while they were sorting out my key, they asked me to stand behind a pole because apparently me being there in my boxes wasn't good for the hotel's image. Amazing. And did you have to talk to her and prove that who you were and everything else? Oh, they escorted me back to the room. So I was stood in my boxes in the lift next to the hotel manager. <laughs> <laughs> and we all find out about this the next day. Yeah, no one had a clue. Because I'm I was very considerate to everyone else and kept quiet. And the other thing was you were sharing a room with Sean and you didn't want to wake him up, did you? Well, no, I'm so, now I'm sometimes I get so nervous about this now because I like it's just because I work so late at GPs and my mind just whirling. But sometimes I'll put my suitcase in front of the door just to kind of give me a bit of a hurdle. <laughs> it, is, it is hands down one of the funniest things ever I've ever heard. The fact that this <laughs> this manager of a hotel asked him to stand behind a pillar so he didn't frighten guests. Well, it was four a.m. I found out once I got to a lobby and there was a clock and it was surprisingly busy. There was a good five to six people in the lobby. <laughs> right, let's just go on to the last question again from Hank Jan Lewis. Will Lewis be right with his prediction of Jeffrey Herlin's winning a lot of GPs in a row this year? Did you say in a row? I don't know if I said in a row, but winning a lot of GPs? Yeah. You did, yeah, and you said like... Look at that calendar. I'll tell you what, though, it could be good, because, okay, let's say we give Latvia to Herlins. Yep. Turkey, Fienza could very easily be Geyser. Yep. So it, it does even itself out quite nicely, and that's not even mentioning Caroli, who should be healthy, who will be healthy, Prado, yep. who will hopefully be back to near 100% soon enough, uh, Fevra, who didn't score any points in the first two rounds, but is now 100% after having four months to sort himself out. DeSalle, Paul Ann, Sewer, who was second in a moto at Matley, I think. Evans, who was third in a moto at Matley. Like, poor Blimey, we have got a series on our hands. We have. Great. Thanks to everybody who spends the time sending the questions. We can't obviously put all of them out, but as you can see, it does go on for quite a while. Um, but please keep them coming in. And we're going to send out a couple of T-shirts as well um, this week. We're going to bite the bullet and send out a couple of extra ones. So Tom Cumber. And Tom Grimshaw, the Toms, have, uh, are going to be going back with, uh, well, going to get a T-shirt sent out. We'll contact you for your addresses this week. Uh, huge, huge thank you to Talon Engineering, Liap, Planet Motor Holidays, Yoko, Prox, Technical Touch, Hinson, KYB, Kawasaki UK, Seven, and Even Strokes. That was Liat Ask Vice Anything. Can and I add you... something? Oh, of course you can. 
very obviously, as you would have heard from listening to this podcast, we've added a few segments and stuff like that. If there's anything you want to see, let us know. And also, obviously, with the double, triple header GPs and stuff like that, things are going to be a bit different with our schedule and stuff. So if you want a show after each GP, let us know. If you think one show a week will still be enough, let us know. I've got plans. I might do a daily show from Latvia with riders every day, I think. I don't know. I haven't figured it all out yet, but that's one of my ideas. So anything, basically, what I've tried to do is I've tried to recreate MX Vice in this break so that when we go back to GPs, we'll have all new stuff. Like, I think on a Sunday, as well as the post-race podcast that everyone listens to, I will just do 30, 20 to 30 minutes of talking about, like, the key things that happen. So when you wake up on a Monday morning, you've, st- you've just got something that's an immediate hit of, like, this is, like, just because that's what I found with um, the Supercross. I just wanted stuff immediately. So I figured that little mini show would just be something to tide you over when you wake up on a Monday morning. So any ideas that people want, shout out. I have an idea. Can you present the rider shows in your boxer shorts? I cannot. That's weird as fuck. That story should have been the Planet Moto bombshell. <laughs> it was a bombshell for everybody in that hotel. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? They're never ever going to go back there. You laugh, I could have slept walked into the swimming pool. Is there one? Um, what, I don't know. What would, have been, what would have been even funnier is if you actually went into the casino. <laughs> yeah, because that would have been busy at 4 a.m. <laughs> it could have been so much worse. That's it for another week. Huge thank you to everybody who listens. We really appreciate it. I know we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Apple iTunes, we're on uh, Google Play. So many different things now. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. And, also, and we, oh, just interrupt me. Another thing for, well, I, feel, I felt like we were about to leave. So another but thing. We are, we're trying. Like, yeah. Another thing I'd like people to feedback on is what you think about the shows where we're doing it like this rather than in the same studio, whether you like it being on Facebook and stuff like that, because I'm just trying to look at everything at the moment. So. Basically, what Lewis is trying to say is he's trying to get out of driving three hours every week to be in no, the No, no, it's not that. It's... So if, if you feel that Lewis should drive three hours a week... Six hours um, a week. And you think Six hours a week. Then um, if you could vote to, for Lewis back in studio, that would be great. And if anybody wants the new MX Vice show a t-shirt with Fug Life Lewis on, then um, let me know. We've had two requests so far, and that's from Calvin Vlanderen and Ben Watson. So if anybody else would like a MX Vice, uh, the MX Vice show, Lewis Fug Life t-shirt, please let me know. Great. We will see you this time next week. Say bye, Lewis. Hey, uh- you are listening to the MX Vice show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. 
Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. The MX Vice Show.